0: Between now and November 5th, and uh, again, looking for a great time of prayer. That's actually the location where Christy and I first went and got involved, took the boys, uh, you know, it was it's just a, a great time to, to be God's presence uh, in, you know, a, a, very, a very pivotal point uh, right now in our community, uh, around the center of the pro-life, or, you know, the, the whole movement that's going on with abortion and trying to figure out, okay, where does the church take a stand and play a part in that? So a time to pray, November 5th. In Chapel Hill. That's a Saturday morning. God bless you.
1: Amen. Amen. Do you believe your Savior lives? Let's praise him with a hand clap. Come on. Well, I'll tell you I love that song. Worth it. did it quite well, too. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Let's sing a little song. Can you, can you help me sing a little song? We're going to have it on the screen, but if you want to look in the book, you're used to looking in the hymn book. It's page 139 in your hymn book. It goes like this. Years I spent a an night and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified. No, in not was for me, he died on Calvary. Sing the chorus. Mercy, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was much applied to me. There a bird so faintly heard, I'd. Someone has got some great harmony in there. Wow. Isn't that a pretty song? Great words. I think it would be a little bit better if, uh, if we had some Iveridge tickling. Can you tickle those ivories a little bit? Can you tickle them? By God's word that lets my sin I learned Then I trembled at the law I spurred Tear my guilty soul Flowing Sing it To Mercy there Mercy pretty I I, I think if I had a few more singers and help me sing that brother Denny you enjoy you enjoy thought you were going to get off today but you know this song so well can you give me a a tenor with it David can you give me a little tenor with it come up come up and get, get, get your microphone now Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me, he died on Calvary. And that's the verse we just sung. By God's word at last I learned. My sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned till my guilty soul employing turned to Calvary. Now this is one of my favorite verses. Now, Brother Danny, don't mess it up, okay? It's one of my it, 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 it's it, it's one of my favorite verses. You got gray on too. See? Look. Wow, got the memo. Don't don't lose the thought of this verse. Now, sing this verse with us. But it's a great verse. Oh. The love that true salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Go back to that C, Sister Judy. Here we go again. Sing that verse again. I love it. Oh, the love that love true salvation planned. Oh, the grace that brought
0: it down to man.
1: Oh, the, oh, the mighty Gulf. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I think we sound good. I really do. But I believe we'd sound a lot better if we had some of the other praise team to come and help us sing. Now, Christy, all of you, come on. Matt, come on. Can you come on, help me sing it? Pacify. You say I don't like this. Pacify me. Would you just 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 pacify me? Now Praise God. Now, this uh, last verse is a commitment verse. Now I've given to Jesus what? Everything. Everything. What a statement. Now I gladly own him as my king. Now my raptured soul can only sing. Let me tell you, a lot of churches have forgotten Calvary. A lot of people have forgotten Calvary, but without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Oh, the mighty gulf that's been. Let's sing it all oh, now. Given now, I give it to Him. Now I
0: give it to Jesus. Oh, that's pretty. Sing it.
1: Stand and sing it.
0: Mercy
1: there was great. Come on. Sing it. Oh, the love that true salvation. Think about it.
0: Oh, the mind
1: that brought it down to. Oh, she... Amen. Amen. I love that song. Thank you. Before you sit down, shake a neighbor's hand. If you don't know who they are, tell them your name. Said, so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Thank all of you for helping me sing that song. We have a lot of churches on roads of Sharon. So you have a lot of churches to, f- to choose from. Big ones, small ones, Baptists, Pentecostals, Presbyterians. So y- you've got a lot of churches to, f- to uh, choose from. I had the privilege this week, this past Tuesday, I stopped down at Mount Bethel. They have a new pastor there. Her name, her name is Sarah Wolfe. So I rung the buzzer, and they allowed me to come in, and I had a talk with the new pastor there. It's a young lady, and I welcomed her here to the community. And I told her what happened back in the 90s. Uh, They built that sanctuary in, in the 90s, that new sanctuary that they have at Mount Bethel, and so we had a delegation of to go down with $1,000 and give to them to go on their new building. I mean, I mean, if you're going to be churches and you, you say, well, oh, we're so different. Baptists are so different than We're brothers and sisters if we know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Let I me mean, say it again. If we know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So I, 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 I had the privilege of being there. And then, of course, they've just built the church down the street, uh, the summit. And so Thursday, I stopped by there and went up to the door, and they allowed me to go in, and I told them who I was, and I wanted to, as a pastor that's been here for 53 years, I'd like to welcome them to the community. And they were so nice to me, and they showed me around beautiful facilities And so uh, we went to the auditorium and had a good conversation. Now, the pastor was not there, but the worship leader was there. And a very kind young man. And then we had the privilege of having prayer together. And it was wonderful to know that you can pray together, believe God together. And most of you know we do that on Tuesday. Uh, There's about 60 ministers that meet on Tuesday, not all 60 at one time, but that meet on Tuesday at Dayspring Church, well, I still call it on 9th Street, and we pray. And we've been doing that for about 21 years. And uh, I think that God wants us to love each other, not criticize, not be against. Just because that person don't believe like I believe, Or maybe part their hair just like I part my hair, if you have hair. Uh, I I just don't know. We need to love each other. We need to love each other. Well, Sarah asked me, Pastor Sarah, she said, what denomination are you? I said, we're interdenominational. I said, we're Pentecostal. I'm glad to say we're Pentecostal. Say it. It flows. Pentecostal. So we're Pentecostal. Now, what do we believe? We're interdenominational. We're not a Baptist. We're not a nominal church. We are interdenominational. What do we believe? Well, Dan Saldana and Larry Smith are teaching that on Wednesday night. If you want to know what we believe, and I think it's very important, if you're going to the church, going to a church, you need to understand what they believe. And again, Brother Laird's going to be teaching this coming Wednesday night. And boy, is it a fiery, fiery sermon. Sir. You will not want to miss this coming Wednesday night with his teaching on what Bethel Christian Center believes and what we stand for. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. I love this book. It is one of the greatest, all of them are great. Book in the Bible. Paul is writing to the book, to to the church at Ephesus. Now, in this book, uh, this third chapter that we're going to be looking at today, well, there is a prayer that he prays. In chapter one of Ephesians, he prays a prayer. So, in this book, this one book alone, the Apostle Paul prays. Two powerful prayers, and we're going to look at one of them today. Now, Michael spoke about, I believe it was Paul preaching long enough for the man to fall out the wind and break his neck and die. Because he Paul goes down and raises him back to life. He preached all night. Jesus, one of the longest sermons Jesus preached was 18 minutes. The Sermon on the Mount. Now I'm going to be somewhere between those two this morning as I preach. You guess which one? (laughs) Read with me if you will, Ephesians chapter three, verses fourteen through twenty one. Now understand this is this is a this is a prayer. And it would be good if we would take some of the prayers or maybe even all the prayers in the Bible and pray them, read them, pray them, read them. I want you to know the Jews did not usually bow on their knees to pray. They usually stood in to pray and they swayed back and forth. But notice what Paul says here as he begins to write, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father. How long has it been since you've been on your knees? As an act of humility. A prayer to God. Paul says, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. Can you imagine this prayer? I think we should pray it often. According to the riches of his glory, and to be strengthened with the might through his spirit in the inner man. As long as we stand up on the inside, we usually can stand up on the outside. The inner man is what's important. That's where the discouragement comes. That's where depression is, and that's where oppression is. The inner man gets down, but Paul is praying for the inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through what? Faith. Faith. It takes faith for Christ to dwell in your heart. And he goes on to say that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now, much of this is about the love of Jesus Christ. And Paul is looking for a group of people. Paul is looking for a church And with all these churches around us and all the hundreds and some churches in Durham, North Carolina, wouldn't it be great if all of us was rooted and grounded in love? Maybe able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, stay with me, what is the length and the depth and the heights and that we might know God's agape love. Now you may think, I know God's love. Now we all experience God's love. We all have experienced. No matter if you're a believer or non-believer, every one of us have experienced the love of Jesus Christ. God, for God, so what? Love the world not just Pentecostals not just Baptists not just Presbyterian or Catholic but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The depth and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all what the full. Are you talking? He didn't say the fullness of the church, the fullness of the elder, the fullness of the deacon, the fullness of the pastor, but that you may be filled with the fullness of God. I haven't attained that. I'm I'm like Paul, I'm still striving for that, that I might be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen now notice i hope all of you have an outline of the sermon because this is this is rich this is this is better than any television program you'll ever see and that's the gospel program preaching the word of god or singing the word of god this is rich Notice, if you will, first of all, Paul's second prayer, and this is his, I may get to the first prayer, and if I I don't read it, it's in chapter 1, is that they may experience unlimited resources. Notice the title that I have, do you know what's in you? If you have Jesus Christ, If you have the Spirit of God inside of you, and He is, He comes in to stay, to take up, the Bible says, His abode in my... Do you know what is in you? Number one, spiritual power. Paul says in verse 16, that you may be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Not only that power, but the indwelling presence that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, I, I, I'm going to preach this. I've studied this. I've studied this to get my mind around it. I've had a real problem of trying to understand all that God is. Not only to the church, but each of us individually. Individually. Do you know what's in you? Do you know what you have at your beck and call by faith in God, by asking? The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So you have the spiritual power, the indwelling presence of Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ and then something that the, that we need in this day and hour the 23rd of october 2022 in this day and hour in this culture we need stability somebody say man not only stability in our in, in our relationships but stability of character wow he says in the 17th verse, you being rooted and grounded in love. Stable. Boy, it's hard to find. Stable people. Neil works at a job and they have employee turnover. I mm, They come and go. They come and go. And people... First of all, many don't want to work. And they'll be there two days and they, they're they grumbling and complaining and they're constantly hiring people because people are so unstable. In churches, it's hard to get people to be stable in churches. You can say amen or oh me, it's true. And then we find in Number four, enlarge comprehension. He says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints of God and to know the love of Christ which passes understanding. Every one of us today, as we trust God, as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we have endless energy and boundless strength. I'm not saying we have that physically because we all get older and we we, we tire. And sometimes our energy is one day and something else another day. But every one of us, the inner man, has endless power. Stand up on the inside. Stand up and be the person certainly that God wants us to be. And then number five, complete. An abiding satisfaction. Look at verse 19. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Filled with all the fullness of God. God wants you to be filled. You know, if water don't flow, listen to me. If water don't flow, it becomes stagnant. And if the Holy Spirit, which is inside of us, doesn't flow, and manifest himself. And there is not a refilling. We become stagnant spiritually. And there are a lot of stagnant spiritual people. It is the same with our spiritual life. We must be constantly be filled with the Spirit. And in the same book, Paul writes in chapter 5, verse 18, and we are to read this Often, he says, and do not be drunk with wine is dissipation. Wickedness, it means wickedness or corruption or stupidity. I kind of like the word stupidity because people get drunk they do stupid things. Rather than being drunk with wine, he says, be filled with the spirit. And that verb there means to be constantly filled. Punch your neighbor. Look over at your neighbor and say, be constantly. Feel. Come on, because some are about to go to sleep on me. Be constantly feel. Stir you. Okay. We need to be filled. Notice what we have. Notice this. Fullness of joy. I love this. Is it... Uh, Did I put that? I don't know if I put that John 15 in here. 16. Wow. Not only fullness of joy, but we must be full of the peace of God. Somebody say amen. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. And what? Verse 1 of Romans 15 and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. How? How do we do that in a a culture like we're living in? How do we do that with so much opposition? How are we abounding in those things? Paul gives the answer right here in Romans. He said, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason. Listen to me, church. That's the reason we will to be constantly filled with the Spirit. God stir us today. Fill us today. Move us today. Motivate us today. And you know what? The church needs to be motivated intrinsically and not extrinsically. You can motivate people temporarily outwardly. But you can't motivate them uh, unless, uh, to do what they really, we really should do unless they're motivated inside, inside. You can motivate your kids to love you by giving them something. Hey, uh, hey young man, I've got you a new car. I've got you a new uh, wardrobe. I've got you this, that, and the other. But kids need to be motivated to love their parents from inside, not because of what they give them. Amen? Fullness of joy. Fullness of peace. Fullness of hope. I, I, I thought I had Romans fifteen thirteen. Well, I think that's in there. It, that reason I didn't put it, because in that, abound in hope. In that same verse, that's the reason I didn't put these in there. Abound in hope. And then fullness of the fruit of righteousness. Notice what? James says in chapter 3 and verse 17, follow me. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, and I love this one, then gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits. God in heaven knows that the church needs to produce good fruit, The the world needs to see. The fruit of the Spirit displayed in the church body today. Amen. Full of the fruit of the Spirit without partiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. We can can show some fruit and still be a hypocrite, but, but James said don't do that. Don't don't tag hypocrisy along with that fruit that you're displaying. Amen. Fullness of those. Now, my favorite Roman numeral one here is, is Roman numeral number two. Notice it. Measuring the immeasurable. Knowing the unknowable. Containing the uncontainable. Now, first of all, it's talking about, mostly here, love. And when we talk about biblical love, we're talking about a cross-shaped love. Now, notice what Paul does here. So simple, but so, so powerful. Powerful. He says the breadth of it, the breadth of this love. For God so loved the world, the Jew, the Gentile, the murderer, the homosexual, the ungodly, the person that uses profanity, no matter who they are, didn't say he approved of their actions. I said he loved them. The breadth of, I can't understand that because I got some people. One man said, if I ever backslide, I'm going to look him up and beat him up. But you, you, you can't do that. You've got to love everybody. That's the breadth of it. Number two is the length of it. How, how much? He loves us from now to eternity. Wow. He had that love before you were ever born. He loved you. He he called you. He appointed you. He loved you. So Paul is saying here it is a cross-shaped love. The breadth, the length, and then the depth. This love that God has reaches all the way down to heaven, to hell. Amen? When he reached down his hand, For me, he had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without God or his son. But he reached, aren't you glad he reached down for you? Maybe some of you thought, I'm too far away from God. Maybe you think that today, I'm too bad. I've lived such an ungodly life. I'm not being what I should be. God can't love me. Oh, yes, He does. The depth—how far will He reach down? He reached down to a backslider that's drifted away and turned to bitterness and rebellion. He reached down to an alcoholic that has mistreated his family and lived the life of sin. He reached down to a drug addict. It doesn't move, matter who they are. He reached down to a republican. He reached down to a democrat. He reached down to Washington, to a congressman. Doesn't matter. Oh, the love that Jesus has. I get so aggravated with some of these people sometimes. That's all they do is just talk. And I get so angry, i just switch the channel. I don't think God ever switches the channel on anybody. I think he loves you. I think he loves me. He's talking here of the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. The height. What about the height of it? He takes you and me and he puts his hand right under us and he lifts us up right to heaven. Hallelujah. This love that Jesus displayed is a cross-shaped love. You can measure the immeasurable. You know, when we look at God's love, we try to understand how finite he is. But we see how, or how, how infinite he is, I'm sorry. and But we see how finite we are. And then it says, know the unknowable. How do we know the unknowable? Think about it. How do I know? How do you know? How do we know the unknowable? Because God is God. He created everything. He made the sun, the moon, the stars, the universe. He spoke it into existence. And we're to know that kind of God? The God of all gods? How am I to know Him? because one day he said son I wanted you to do something I want you to go down to that planet called earth and there I want you to be born of a virgin and I want you to live (laughs) on that earth for 33 and a half years because they can't know me but I'm sending me down. I'm putting me on earth. I'm putting me in front of people that would never know me. And when the Son of God came to this earth, He displayed the love of God Almighty. He showed that love to mankind. And he was willing to love those that hated him. He even loved Judas that did betrayed him and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. And when he was hanging on the cross, the prayer that he prayed to his father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. God says, I'm sending you down there because I want them to know me. And you and I can know God because we have His Son right here. Knowing the unknowable, powerful words that Paul is speaking here, measuring the immeasurable, The psalmist tried to measure it in a cup. I want to measure God's love in a cup. I'm going to measure God's love, God's power in a cup. See my cup? Here it is. But then he had to confess that my cup runs over. When you try to know Him, you can't know Him, it just runs over. And when you try to love him, he just puts love right back on you. You say, God, I messed up yesterday. I blew it yesterday. How can you love me? And God says, I love you because the Son died for you. My Son, my only begotten Son, gave his life for you. And that blood that flowed down from Jesus Christ, one drop will cleanse you. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my soul found liberty.
0: At Calvary, at Calvary,
1: Listen, my friend, we can measure the immeasurable, we can know the unknowable, and we can contain the uncontainable. And then Paul gives his doxology. I love this. The unfailing source now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. We ask or think. You know, you and I should think great thoughts. We should expect big things. When you're planning something and you're dreaming something, extend it just a little bit. Why? Because we serve a great God. And he's able to do exceedingly. Now, I can think pretty big. I thought real, real big when I met my wife and I fell in love with her and I said I wanted to marry her. I didn't know she'd marry me, but I thought big. And God, Brother Dan, gave me a beautiful wife. And we went to our class reunion last night in Dunn, North Carolina. And let me tell you something, she was the prettiest thing in that room. I thought big and God gave me big. We think, we, we think too small sometimes. God, you're going to do some great things. You're going to do some great things. I thought of people. I wanted to see them saved. And I said, well, if they can just save and make it to heaven. And they got saved and my, my, my if they didn't turn out to oh, they were instruments in the hand of God and great, great use in the kingdom of God think big think big think great thoughts because you serve a great God and as I finish this message notice for uh uh-huh you thought I was going to preach a Paul message no, Jesus message not like him not that good God is greater than your personal problems. Notice Philippians. But I want you to know, brethren, Paul said that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. I love this, this scripture. So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard. You see, Paul's in prison. Now, he could have been bemoaning and complaining And all down in the dumps, but he won't. He ministered to the guards that were right there around him. And it it was noticed by the palace guards. It was evident, and to all the rest, that my chains are in Christ. He was bound for for the kingdom. You don't know what you're going through, or why you're going through with what you're... When you're going through something, trust God. Just be in his will. And most of the brethren in the Lord having become confident and by my chains as much more bold to speak the word of God without fear. They see my, listen, chains. They know where I am. And they know I'm not sitting around in some dark corner complaining and finding fault. But I'm still witnessing for the kingdom. And that's encouraged them to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: No. Woo! Amen.
1: Forgive me, but that's great, great stuff. God is greater than your enemies. I'm trying to close. Pray for me. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get finished. No weapon, Isaiah. (laughs) This is God's message. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. (laughs) Brother, Matt, would you come? I'm sorry. Somebody's got a loud voice. Stand up and read Isaiah 54 and 17 for me.
0: (laughs) No weapon for you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Can you
1: say amen? Amen. Amen. God is greater than all the obstacles of your life. Read 1 John 4.4. 4. Read 1 John 4.4. 4.
0: You are of God, little children, and heaven. Overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world.
1: Wow! Leave it up there. Leave it up there. Now I want her to lead us, but I want every one of us to quote that verse, and especially the greater part. Come on, read it again.
0: You ...are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world.
1: Wow! Give God a good hand. Isn't that a wonderful verse? God, we close with this verse and help us as a church to realize, help us to realize that there's no foe, no enemy, No sickness, no disease, no person, nothing is greater than you. And you're greater than all of these. You're greater than all of these. I want you to sing what you're going to sing. Let me sing this little song and help me sing it because you know it. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Sing it again. Greater
0: is, is me. greater is he that is in me. Greater is
1: he that is in me greater is he that is in me than he Stand and sing in it That's your song Come on sing it yes he did sing it with the power greater than any earthly foe and i'm so glad i've got it too sing it out greater is he One more time. Sing it. Greater is he.
0: Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Than He that is in in the
1: world. Isn't it another verse? Satan's like a roaring lion. Roaming to and fro. Think about it. Seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us so. Many souls have been his prey. The fallen, some weak are. But God has promised us today is over. Come. sing it out
0: greater is, he that is in me. greater is he that is in me greater is he that is in me greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world
1: bow your head and close your eyes Father we thank you for this morning service we thank you Lord for your word it is powerful it is very moving. Lord, this word is so strengthening. Thank you for it. I pray, God, that every part impartial would find a lodging place into our hearts and change us, strengthen us. Encourage, dear God, every believer. And Lord, we pray for the unbeliever this morning. Should there be a man, a woman, or young person here today that does not know you as their personal Savior, may they know you. May they come to a a realization that they don't know you. May they realize if they would die today not knowing you, they would die and go to hell. Lord, what an awful thought. But it's so true. Your Word tells us that. And I pray that you would search every heart Every life. And may your Holy Spirit conviction seize us today. Convict us of our wrong. Convict us of our sin. Convict us of our waywardness. Convict us of our, our rebellion. Convict us, Lord. God, convict us. You're here today while well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one looking around. This is one of the most important times of the service. I'm here to tell you, if you've wandered far away from God, He's asking you, come home. Come home. Maybe you've never accepted Him. You might have gone through the motions of it, but you've never really and truly. You see, what is so great about Christianity is that it's a relationship. Do you have that relationship with, Christ, with, with Jesus Christ? I'm going to take just a moment. But God's dealing with someone here today. You might say, preacher, I don't know the Lord, but I want to know Him. Preacher, I've known Him, but I've drifted away from Him. I want a closer walk. Would you slip up your hand today? Come on. Now, Father, you see us here today. You know us all. I'm glad. I'm glad that there is no secret, no hidden secret, no in compartment on the inside that's hidden from you. You know all about it. And now as we sing this last song, we're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to come and stand around the altar as we sing it today. Sing it, guys. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come stand with us around the altar. Respect the Lord. Oh, knelt before the Lord. Come stand before the Lord. And prayer warriors to come and stand up front, and if you will turn toward the congregation. And as we sing this song a little little low and and worshipful, and we are it's a beautiful song. I, I I want you to listen, if you have a need, if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, do that. If you have a sickness, if you're struggling with a habit, if you're dealing with anger in your heart and unforgiveness, folks, listen, we need to get rid of these things. They're weights that pull us down. And as we worship God with this song, look at look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> And we got more. We have more. But folks, I feel the presence of God. I feel the anointing of God. You're invited. It's just like being invited to a
0: feast.
1: Bobby, could you come and be part of this and let us pray for your son? He's in the hospital, I understand. Others, if you have a lost son or daughter... If you have a sick son or daughter, sing it, Brother Meg, come on. If you have to leave, thank you for coming. Father, we bless you this morning. Lord Abashanda Kataya de Bokoshi. Ela Kataya de Boko.
0: Surely
1: the presence of the Lord is in this. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory. the presence of the Lord. People are still ministered to, and so feel free to do that. Feel free to leave. So good to have you.